All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. You're tuned in to Oilers Nation every day with Tyler Uramchuk, live every weekday on the Nation Network YouTube. Happy Saturday, Nation citizens, and welcome into a Sherwood Ford Giant Game Day edition of Oilers Nation every day. Edmonton, Montreal, tonight at 5 o'clock, the Oilers kicking off a big four-game homestand with a lot of winnable games. They got to be licking their chops at a chance to go on a bit of a run. Let's get into things with the lead. The lead is brought to you by our friends over at Soho of Edmonton. Down on Jasper Ave, pizza, jams, pints, and fillies. They have their game day specials all ready to go. Specials on Canadian. Just over eight bucks will get you a pint and a slice. And the game's up on a 100-inch big screen as well. Check them out, SohoYeg.com. Your comments, as always, welcome over on the Nation Network YouTube chat. I got that fired up right now. I see Lyle, Dukes, Rusty's here as well. Rusty saying Hyman and Pugliarvi are due for goals. I would agree with that. Flutes in as well. So let's go. Give me your Sherwood Ford giant keys to victory. We'll get to a few of those throughout the show today. But the lead is just that this is a very winnable stretch for the Edmonton Oilers. Very winnable. Tonight, you're taking on a Montreal team that, yes, they're coming off a win to start their Alberta trip over the Calgary Flames. They're not that good. This Habs team, even though they're not like their record this year, isn't even that good. But they've kind of been punching above their weight class for a good chunk of this season. They're 12, 10, and one. They're two games over 500 or one game over 500, depending how you want to look at that. They got 25 points on the year. The Oilers only have 26, and Montreal's played, yeah, one less game. 
So it's a team that results wise is doing just as good as the Edmonton Oilers, surprisingly. But when you look at this roster, ah, I, I, I don't, they're not a team that's going to play at a, whatever they're at five 43 points percentage. This is not going to be the whole year for the Montreal Canadians. Things will fall apart at some point for the Habs. And this is a very, very winnable matchup. It's a winnable matchup tonight. It's a winnable matchup Monday against Washington. It's a winnable matchup Wednesday against the Arizona Coyotes. It's a winnable matchup next Friday on home ice against the Minnesota Wild. A lot of winnable games coming up for the Oilers. Let me know what your expectation is for this four-game stretch. I mean, saying you expect them to go 4-0 is, is probably just, it's a little aggressive. But I think 3-1 and is very realistic. Let's get into this with our guy, Liam. Liam, joining me live Hello. from Casa Horobin. I'm at the Sports Closet Studio, three locations in the Edmonton area. The closest one for you would be the Sherwood Park Mall. For me, St. Albert Mall. Also, Kingsway Mall. Liam, stretch of four games coming up. That is the lead. They are all very winnable. What is the minimum acceptable record here for the Oilers? If they can go three and one again, I think that's very, very fair. You know, mm-hmm. like you're on home ice. Eventually, you got to start making this place a bit of a fortress and get some home ice advantage. Tonight's a pretty good way to kick it off against Montreal. Montreal has probably been sneaky good team this year. I think it's fair to say they deserve much more respect than all of us gave them to start the year. Yep. And yeah, like I think the Oilers, you know, obviously Thursday was disappointing with the game and the result and the way Campbell was and the team was in front of him a little bit too. And But I think at the end of the day, this team's gone three and one in the last four. They've been on the road now for feels like the entire season besides that five game stretch to start the year. Like time to go home, settle down a little bit. Connor can go see his dog. And I think that's a, a positive start for the Oilers. So I think three and one to answer your question is, is a fair uh, assessment of what this team can do. Yep. And I, and I think that's uh, that absolutely should be the expectation. You should be going three and one here. Montreal, Washington, Arizona specifically. You should be beating all three of those teams. Washington still very banged up. Arizona, not that good. Montreal, again, like I said, I, I feel like they've kind of been punching above their weight class. And if you drop one of those games, you got to make up for it and get a big win against the Minnesota Wild. So three and one should absolutely be the expectation of this team. And here's a maybe a little reason why a red hot December isn't the most unrealistic thing to expect from the Edmonton Oilers. They have some players who are struggling and not struggling to score, aren't scoring as much as they usually do at five mm-hmm. on five. And that will change at some point. I want to give a shout out to low tide, AKA Alan Mitchell, who covered this over the, over at the athletic and pointed out these numbers. It's a great article. If you have the athletic, go read it. Uh, you should be reading everything. Low tide does. 5v5 points per 60. Connor McDavid is 105th in the NHL. Leon Dreisaitl is 121st in the NHL. Those numbers are very low, Liam. They are traditionally way higher than 105th and 121st. I get it. They've been doing a lot of their damage on the power play, and it's hard to sit there and like really look at two players who have produced you know, 43 points and 38 points respectively through 24 games. Like Connor McDavid's at an un, he's producing at an unbelievable clip right now. Mm-hmm. And it's hard to look at those guys and be like, oh, what you're Jack? You're expecting more. And, and I'm maybe not expecting more in terms of production, but more in terms of 5v5 production, right? And the power play has been cold recently as well. So there's that. Yeah. And I it's kind of a testament of this team of what they're about right now, right? If McDavid and Dry Saddle aren't scoring at 
five on five as well. Like it's hard to imagine why anybody else would be able to as well. You know, like maybe this is a thing for the the coaching staff to almost look at too. Like, okay, well, this is whatever we're trying to do right now just isn't working. We've changed the lines multiple times. Like maybe it's a systems thing too. Maybe they've got to approach the game a little bit differently with this team. And strange to say for a team that was this, I believe they were the sixth highest team in the league last year in scoring. And now all of a sudden you kind of five on five game has drifted away. Like, I wonder, I again, I wonder if the road thing is anything to do with this, just being in a different building every single night. Like, maybe just let, I'd be curious to know what the five on five scoring was in the first five games of the season when they were actually at home compared to like the last however long 15 games or so, you know? So I, I really don't think it's anything too crazy to worry about right now. Now, if we're having this conversation a month from now, then maybe we've got to, got to look into things a little bit more deeply, but. Eventually, like, Puyavi is going to find the back of the net. He's been playing way better recently. Like, he had a great pass to Nugent Hopkins in Chicago the other night. He had a, who was it? Who did they play? Oh, Florida, where he kind of got robbed on the doorstep, drew the penalty. He's going to find his game a little bit more with the net. Bouchard now has three goals and however many. If you want to count the two he put in his own net, he's got five. Um, and then also, obviously, Yamamoto not being back is, he'll get back in the rhythm of things. I, I think they'll find a groove eventually, but. Hopefully, again, this little homestand can can help push this team in the right direction. And having last change as well should help the 5v5 production for these guys mm-hmm. as well. Might be some spots to get McDavid and Dreisaitl some easier matchups. I want to show this one here from Rusty, who says, I'm writing off the Minnesota game. Reset, dominate this Habs team. I agree mm-hmm. with Liam. Three and one should be the expectation. As always, Rusty, our resident eternal optimist. He also says Always. Hyman is going to start potting them as well. He should be at 15 goals, right? Not nine. Yeah, and that's a good point too. Like Hyman's had some tough puck luck, puck luck even though his numbers have been really, really good. Um, but he could be better than that, which is crazy to think as well. Liam, you mentioned this uh, this Montreal team here and and sort of how the season's been going for them. How about on the road? You dug up some numbers and... Six, four, and one is their road record. They're averaging 2.9 goals on the road this season. Edmonton, though, has been scoring a lot at home, even if they haven't been winning, but 3.58 against at home. Um, what, what do you make of this? This Habs team on the road here. Like, this is, again, a very winnable game, but am I maybe writing off the Habs a little bit too much? Uh, I think I think I said it off the top. I think this, this team deserves credit from around the league like they're above 500 and i think most of us thought they'd be in the the sweepstakes for bedard to start the year and you know the wheels can still mm-hmm. fall off obviously there's plenty of time but it's a team with no expectation which is almost as worrying as a team with expectation like the oilers like we all thought they were stanley cup contenders to start the year and it's kind of gone the opposite direction and but Saturday night in Edmonton or Saturday evening, five o'clock, whatever it is, like I feel like the Oilers show up a little bit more on uh, on a Saturday when they're on hockey night. So I'm not too worried about tonight's game. I think it'll be a fun one. I'm looking at the over as I always do for an Oilers game because it's just simply the way it goes for us nowadays. Yeah. So yeah, I think Montreal's got a lot of good players, and like I said, like there's no expectation, so there's no pressure for this team to really go out and do anything, which is kind of scary. Electronic Jordan says can't watch today, but I dropped in just to like just to like the video, which is a reminder to all you guys. Go hit that like button if you are indeed mm-hmm. watching on the Nation Network YouTube channel. Oilers taking on the Montreal Canadiens tonight. Five o'clock puck drop. That was the lead brought to you by Soho. Check them out. Soho Yeg 
Com. As always, a short for giant game day here on Oilers Nation every day. I see someone sitting and he's doing this remotely. And you all know how Jay's internet can be sometimes when he does this remotely. But we're going to bring him on here for a quick hit to get his thoughts on tonight's game. Jay, Oilers, Habs, 5 o'clock. I pray your internet can hold up enough for you to tell us what you're... Wait, first off, where are you? Home, Alberta. Beautiful Lacombe, Alberta. Uh, what are you expecting tonight from the Oilers as they take on the Montreal Canadiens? Well, we can't. So I'm hoping they're, they're coming to stop off and they put up put a big effort because we got the Canadians playing loose, loose weapon. Uh, so I got out of a cannon and just take it to the Habs, especially the Habs fans. All right. Yes, there will be a lot of Habs fans in the building. Uh, we can barely hear Jay. Um, the video, again, fine. Um, I just see him roll his eyes on the side there. Uh, Jay needs to talk to his cell phone service provider, and and maybe we can get that uh, sorted out. We might try ask Jay uh, another question here, but I, I think the point he was making, there's going to be a lot of Habs fans in Rogers' place, and it would be very, it'd be, it'd be very nice to see the Oilers kind of, uh, you know, shut them up a little bit, right? probably going to be like what 25 30% Habs fans um so yeah it'd be great if the Oilers can play well on national TV it always feels like it always feels like the Oilers play poorly in these games like Saturday nights have just really never felt like their friend i don't know what it is but i mean to be fair they did beat Vegas a couple of weeks ago though so maybe maybe i shouldn't be too too hard on them um their record so far this year on saturdays they lost to calgary lost to st louis then beat calgary so they're that would make them one and two loss win 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 okay yeah they've actually been pretty good on saturdays i'm definitely being just too hard on the oilers here uh, let me know your sherwood for giant keys to victory i'm going to bring on jay one more time we are going to give him one more shot to see if the internet connection can work. Jay, give us your short for giant key to victory. Of full reception. Reception. We hear like every second word you're saying. Give us your key to victory. Give us your key to victory. We'll get the most of it. Just thing I'm saying. Just outplay the, the held hot. Show up on on time. It's a fun Saturday night for all, all of us that are going to be in the building. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist. 
specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. All right, Jay. Um, it, it's actually really weird. I don't know what it is because, like, I mean, people in the chat are saying this as well, but we see them fine but we hear every second word. Liam, it's driving me crazy, but I know I can rely on your internet connection because you're sitting at home. Uh, Jay from Lacombe, I'm sorry that we couldn't make that work a little bit more, um, but enjoy the game tonight. That's too bad. That is too bad. I think he's very frustrated as well. Anyways, uh, Liam, give me your short for giant key to victory tonight as we get set for Oilers and Habs. I say every every time we do this, but I just want the Oilers to control the game against supposedly a weaker opponent. Like I know Montreal only has one less win than we do, but this team should be more talented than Montreal. So I understand the lines are a little jumbled today because of the, obviously the injuries we were missing players, but I would like them just to to not put themselves in bad situations. I think that's a good way to put it. Like, don't blow three goals like you did in Chicago and let them get back into it. Or, like, just don't be shitty on the penalty kill when they're trying to get back and, like, you have the Pajot thing where Tyson Berry's not bearing down. Just, like, just want to win the game. Like, it sounds weird to say because obviously they do, but, like, sometimes they make plays and it's like, what do they what, what do they think is going to happen here? It's obvious that that's going to be the outcome. So just... just Play hard and give your fans something to cheer about, I guess, is my key to the game. <laughs> yeah, I, I think getting a lot of rubber on net is going to be an important one. Like Jake mm-hmm. Allen was absolutely incredible. And this is maybe how we transition into our starting goalies for tonight's hockey game. For the Habs, it's going to be Jake Allen. You can see there he stopped 45 of 46 against the Calgary Flames earlier this week. That is absolutely incredible. But on the year, He's got a 7-8-0 record. He's got a 3.4 GAA and an 8.98 save percentage. When you look at the goalies the Oilers have had to go up against recently, statistically, he would be one of the worst. Marc-Andre Fleury is starting to piece things together. Okay, Arvid Soderblom or whatever in Chicago is the exception, but they beat Spencer Knight. They beat Igor Shesterkin, and then they had to play Vitek Vanacek and Ilya Sorokin before that. Low, or Aiden Hill, the game before that, he has great numbers on the year. Like, They've had to play some really good goalies. And I don't think this is a situation where like a Jake Allen start concerns me or anything like that. Uh, Stuart Skinner is going to get the start for the Oilers. He is 6-5-0. He is a 2-9-1 goals against averaging 9-14 save percentage. But that save percentage has been sub 900 in three straight. This is a, it's a little bit of a get right spot here for Stuart Skinner. Kind of show us that he's still got a handle on this starter's job. Yeah, definitely. And the difference between him and Campbell is very obvious. Like I'm not going to yeah. go into that too deeply, but the fact that he's been three straight games now under 900 isn't isn't alarming. I guess slightly concerning. 
Um, mm-hmm. But I, I still believe massively in, in Stuart Skinner and this team as a whole just needs to play better in front of both goalies. And I think that just plays a big part of it in all, in all of it. So if you go back and look through kind of the goals that maybe Skinner's allowed, like I'm sure most of them aren't even his fault, to be honest. So Skinner, it would be nice for him to have a big game tonight. He had a big game against Vegas last time they played on Saturday night. So I'm kind of, I, I believe in our boy Skinner. Yash, yes, Ash. Oh, Jesus, that is a tough, those are tough <laughs> two words to get out consecutively. Yash asked what we're thinking of Skinner tonight. He says it's a good choice because Montreal can score goals. They found the back of the net 67 times in 23 games already this season. And you don't want to hurt Soup's confidence more. I agree with you. You need to really be picking your spots with uh, with Jack Campbell going forward. That Arizona start is the one I absolutely have circled as his next chance between the pipes. And if, if you're looking at Skinner's numbers as a whole on the season, like mm-hmm. 291 goals against average, 914 save percentage, that is solid. Like, no yeah. complaints at all from, from Oilers fans about that. And I think it's important to kind of remember, like I said, three straight games of a sub-900 save percentage. It's not like Stuart Skinner has been on a year-long heater to get to these numbers, right? He started off just red hot, so good, and his plays dipped a little bit. And I think that this sort of, you know, 13, 12, sure, I should call it 12-game stretch from Stuart Skinner is probably exactly what we can expect from him throughout the entire season. There's going to be five, six game stretches where this guy looks unbelievable. There's going to be four or five game stretches where maybe this guy's play dips a little bit. And that's fine. I I think that kind of is what you should expect when you have a young goalie that you're thrusting into a starter's job. Yeah, I think so too. And you know what? Like Skinner is always kind of, I guess, beat our expectations, I guess you could say, like when after what we saw a couple of years ago, the first time he came up and he comes up and kind of just keeps proving everybody right or wrong, I suppose. So, yeah, I think Skinner's got a, a really good career ahead of him. And I think he's the honest of the future goalie, even if Jack Campbell's here for the next however long. Yeah. Streeter Schaefer is in and says just too many times this year. It seems like the boys are playing with no emotion. It seems to be a rarity that they actually get pissed off at another team when they're scored on and play with some great. Yeah, I think that's, you know, I think that's a fair key to the game for tonight is, you know, come out and, and kind of it was some desperation. I know we've talked about this a few times already in the year, but like re- really give her right. Like get into the corners, play physical, mm-hmm. want to set the tone physically, force turnovers with your forechecking, all of that kind of cliche stuff. But it's cliche because it, it can legitimately impact the outcome of a hockey game. And it's just something that I don't think the Oilers are getting enough of from their bottom six. Hopefully they get that here tonight. That is a good spot to tie in to our projected lineup tonight, courtesy of Daily Faceoff. Top line, McDavid, Dreisaitl, Hyman, Nuge with Janmark and Pugliarvi, Costin with Shore and Ryan, and then Holloway with Brad Malone and Tyler Benson is going to draw in the bottom six. So that's how the Oilers are going to line up tonight, courtesy of Daily Faceoff and our friend Tony Brar from Oilers TV. Uh, Liam, what, what do you kind of make of these lineup combinations? Sticking with McDavid, Dreisand, and Hyman together on home ice? Listen, again, I don't love it. I think eventually you're going to have to move away from this thing. But last change against a Montreal team that's not that deep, maybe it makes sense tonight. Yeah, I think so. And you know, like I think if maybe if this team gets out to a bit of a lead and and proves themselves to go out and, and do that without McDavid and Dreisaitl on the top line, then sure you can go do it. But I also think that second line played pretty well against Chicago too. 
the other day. And did they have the game against Florida as well? Or was I can't remember exactly what the lines were. For it that started game. with the, the Rangers game. So they were together for the game against Florida. Yeah. So I don't know. I think, I think as a second line, you kind of need it to start working maybe more consistently. Like if they have a bad game, like say halfway through the second period and that line isn't clicking, then I think it's probably time to split up McDavid and Drysidle. But at this moment, if that's the line, like, who cares? Like if if they're just scoring yep. every time they go out there, then or however, like creating chances, creating havoc, then maybe that's just what you got to do for the time being until maybe until like Yamamoto or Fogel get back in the lineup. Like one of those guys, I think would maybe help spread things out a little bit more. But for now, I really don't mind that line being together. It just the team's got to score some goals, and if that's the way they're going to do it, that's the way they're going to do it. I think. Bison Mask Guy is in the chat, says keys to victory. Montreal's averaging 12 PIMs per game right now. However, they are a top 10 penalty kill. They did have the sixth best PK percentage in the month of November. One line dimension game tonight. Bottom nine needs to be better than Montreal's. And that ties in nicely to what the Habs have going on with their lineup for this evening. This is a Montreal team that, yeah, it's bang on. They're, they're playing like a one line team right now. And I know you can kind of chuckle and be like, hey, well, so are the Oilers. And yeah, absolutely. I will also take the trio of Connor McDavid, Leon Dreisaitl, and Zach Hyman over Cole Caulfield, Nick Suzuki, and Kirby Doc, who, you know, yeah, they're, they're having a good year. But that, if that's your top line and then you follow it up with the depth that you do, it's kind of like, Ew. third line's playing good hockey right now for the Habs, though. Uh, but the second line is Dvorak with Armia and Dodonov. Sean Monaghan with the former or with the first overall pick, Uri Slavkovsky and Josh Anderson on the third line there. Uh, Jake Evans with Michael Pizzetta. And it looks like they're going 11 and seven with Chris Weidman. there listed on the fourth line. Michael Matheson with David Zavard. Joel Edmondson with Caden Gooley. Jordan Harris with Arbor Jackai Wi-Fi, as they call him. He's made quite the name for himself uh, so far in his early NHL career, though he has been getting healthy scratched. He or he has been healthy scratched a few times. Uh, if I'm the Oilers, man, this blue line for the Habs doesn't concern me at all. There really isn't like Matheson and Savard can maybe give some resistance to McDavid Drysital, but I think this is this is a night where I think the Oilers big gun big guns could feast. Like bottom nine, forget about it. I think I think the big guns are just gonna let her go. Yeah, I'm I'm sure that's the play, to be honest. Like they Probably, that, like, yeah. like that blue line is nothing to be scared of. Like especially compared to what the Oilers have gone up against so far this season. Like we've spoke about it a few times like how tough their schedule has actually been and you look at all the teams they face, like it's kind of Montreal. Yes, they've been good, but it's it's a soft spot in the schedule. Is no denying that. So outside of the top guys too, like maybe this is a spot where other guys in the lineup can start clicking a little bit and maybe gaining a little bit more confidence within themselves to then take on to whoever they play next and then weeks to come and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Bang on with that. Oilers Habs, 5 o'clock tonight. Let's chat a little sports betting. Liam, I saw someone was in the chat earlier saying, hey, let's get a little Oilers puck line and the over parlay. <laughs> Don't mind that. If, if you're looking for a little same game parlay action, I think McDavid and Drysaddle are both going to have big nights tonight. Saturday night, hockey night in Canada, on home ice against a team mm-hmm. that is not that good defensively against a goalie who's been inconsistent so far this year. I think tonight is a hammer McDavid and Drysaddle kind of night. You can get McDavid and Drysaddle to each score one goal at Betway at plus 220. That, that's pretty juicy. I also don't mind McDavid, Drysaddle, each over a point and a half. 
and Oilers puck line. If you want to get a little greedy, it's like plus 215. That's not a terrible spot either. Uh, what do you like tonight, Liam? I'm just going to hop on the Hyman train again, to be honest. If he's playing with those two guys, then eventually he's got a bag of all right. Um, his goal is plus 135 to score, but also his shot prop is minus 118. I like you said, like one of these nights where the team could probably feast on a few things. So I think Hyman, maybe he gets up to like six shots again. He's been doing that quite regular recently. So I got a feeling he's probably pretty pissed off too after all the goals that keep getting disallowed on his part. Yeah. And then the over, I like you said earlier on, I think it's always a play for the Oilers. Like until they stop, they're not going to ever stop scoring goals. But right now it looks like they're never going to stop allowing goals either. So. I like the over. Was it minus one twenty? I think. Yeah, I don't. I don't mind the over either in this hockey game. Uh, it's not a bad spot. Hyman shot prop very intriguing. Bouchard shot prop very intriguing. I see Betway has the Oilers to go over thirty four and a half shots on goal. It's minus one eighteen. I'm just taking a peek here. The Habs have only allowed that twice in their last six games, but they did give up 46 shots to the Calgary Flames earlier this week. Oilers over 35 shots yeah. on goal might be a play. It might it might be in play tonight. I don't mind that. Oilers to win. McDavid to go over one and a half points is plus 100. Don't hate that. Like I just, good Lord, stop me if you've heard me say this before, but I think tonight is a good spot to be betting on the Edmonton Oilers. <laughs> Son of a bitch. Yeah, who would have thought? probably going to lose. <laughs> yeah, I mean, come on. They got it, right? Like, I was looking at the puck line, and I debated for so long, and I was like, do we even trust this team on the puck line right now? We all thought it, we had it locked up against Chicago, and then all of a sudden, the game yeah. ends 5-4, and it's just like, man. But, hey, if you're feeling lucky, it is Saturday night. You could... uh Chase the juice a little bit on the puck line, but the, Hyman for me, Hyman's my guy. And there you go. Hyman, eight goals, 13 assists in 21 games against Montreal. Thank you very much. I'll cash out already. Take it to the bank. <laughs> our, our boy Yash with a very specific game day prediction says three, two Oilers win goal from Barry early. Habs get too quick. Dry gets a power play goal in the second. Bouchard gets one with three minutes left to seal up the victory. And hopefully it is a good night in downtown Edmonton after that. Guys, Montreal is a 12 and 10 record. They've beaten some good teams. It's not exactly mm -hmm. going to be a fluff game from Epiphany. Yeah, like Montreal has played really good so far this year. I'm just saying I think they're playing a little bit above their heads at this point. Like they beat the Habs, or sorry, they beat the Flames. That was on the back of Jake Allen and then also Jacob Markstrom just not playing that well. But before that, they lost 4 nothing to the Sharks. They had to go to a shootout to beat the Chicago Blackhawks before that as well. They needed an empty netter to beat the Blue Jackets 3-1. to They lost 7-2 to the Sabres. They needed a shootout to beat the Philadelphia Flyers. They lost to the Blue Jackets. They lost to the Devils. Like, you can go back early in the year. I agree. They beat some They beat some good teams and they got off to a very good start. But I think you can also look recently at this Habs team and kind of go like, okay, when they're winning games as of late, kind of just beating bad teams, Calgary game aside, mm -hmm. even though Calgary is just a mess right now. I don't know. I, I think this Habs team is starting to come back down to earth a little bit and that makes it a very good spot for the Oilers in my opinion. Yeah, I think so too. And eventually, the Oilers 
you know, we talk about how well Montreal has been doing. At the end of the day, the Oilers haven't been doing well, and eventually yeah. one of them is going to fall off. And I think it's more likely Montreal goes the wrong way and the Oilers go the right way. And, you know, like we said, this Oilers team has just won three of the last four games. I just beat Florida on Monday. They beat the New York Rangers there. Chicago, obviously, is what it is. Like, the Oilers are beating good teams too right now. And even look back earlier in the season, they beat in Tampa Bay and Florida again on the road. Like, Oilers... Very good team. I think it's I think it's fair to say the Oilers should be favorites in this one over Montreal. Yeah. Uh, someone asked Yash again, how long do you think we run with McDavid and Drysaddle? I'll be honest, I think it's going the rest of the homestand. Um I you have last change. You've committed to this already for a handful of games. You run this thing for Montreal, Washington, Arizona, and Minnesota, and maybe you look to revisit it when you head out on the road for that Minnesota Nashville back to back. But I also think a part of it is you're probably, you're likely running this until you start to get a little bit healthier, right? Like mm-hmm. when Yamo's healthy, when Yamo's healthy, maybe you feel like, okay, this is a spot where we want to give him another look now that he's a hundred percent, throw him up in the top six. And we're going to do that playing with Leon Drysaddle. The two of them seem to really like playing together. I think that's something they could do. Um, but the rest of this homestand, I have a funny feeling we're going to see 29 and 97 together for it. Speaking of the injury news, the Oilers sent out a pretty interesting, uh, pretty interesting video today. Evander Kane, before the Oilers mm. took to the ice for practice, he was on the ice in full gear, wasn't shooting, but was skating and stick handling, I would call it semi aggressive stick handling. Like he was, go, go watch the video over on their uh, Twitter. They tweeted it two hours ago, but that is fascinating that this guy is already on the ice handling a puck because it was almost exactly a month ago where that wrist was sliced open. And I know there was a lot of us being like, oh, you're just going to LTIR him until the playoffs. Maybe there's a chance of Andrew Kane recovers quicker than we think. And I know the Oilers said three to four months or whatever. Maybe this is only uh dead on three months kind of injury in terms of the time frame. Yeah. And I mean, look, as great as it would be for the Oilers to, I guess, LTIR him and then bring in like two really good players or whatever it is, that would be great. I completely agree. But also if we can just get a Vandekane back in less time, I think that's also just as great. Like, you know what? Like yeah. if he can recover, like, and I think they mentioned, uh, I can't remember. He was on like the hockey night last time they, when they were in Vegas and they were talking about how <laughs> did you spill something? Something fell. Uh, no, my mic's about to fall off. <laughs> okay, I, I don't worry. I'll carry the show. So anyway, people, as you so usually when do. Uh, as when the King was doing that uh, after hours, they spoke about how like he couldn't feel his fingers and that kind of stuff right now, or his thumb, whatever it was. And I guess they didn't update, and it's pretty regular for that to happen. So that was what two weeks ago. Now he's already on the ice, like kind of puck handle, stick handling, whatever. And, you know, I'm not trying to jump the gun here and say Vandekane's going to be back in the next couple of weeks. But like you said, Tyler, if he's back in like that three month thing, that's way more beneficial. And also around the same time, the Oilers actually acquired him last season. So things turned down quite quickly at that point. So Vandekane, like, yeah, awesome. Like I said, it'd be great to get like a Chikrin or whoever. But I like Evander Kane just back in the lineup. Priority for me. Well, yeah, and, and like that's kind of where I was going to go with this. Is everyone's like, oh, LTIR him, LTIR him. Okay, you're probably not finding a player as impactful as Evander Kane on the trade market. 
And I yeah. get that. Like, oh, yeah, but come playoffs, you'd be so good with Evander Kane jumping back in just like the Lightning did. And it's like, one, you're not the Tampa Bay Lightning. You're not that deep. Mm-hmm. You need Evander Kane on this team to get home ice advantage, to make the playoffs potentially. The fact he's skating already is tremendous. And while some people might be like, ah, darn, that means we can't LTIR him. There's no denying it would be a good thing to have him back potentially before that three-month timeline, if it's at all possible. The fact he is skating today in full gear and handling a puck is a very, very good sign considering this injury happened a month ago. Yeah, I completely agree. And you know what? Like, I I believe in Ken Holland and him his ability to bring guys into this team. He's We've spoke about it for a few shows now. He's been able to do it for the last three seasons at the deadline and like kind of fill gaps that the Oilers need. I think he's yeah. going to do it again. He's not a stupid GM. Like he knows what this team needs. It's, it's very, and if he doesn't, then I take back everything. But he <laughs> he knows what they need. He knows how he can do it. We have a lot of assets in this organization right now. And I think a big credit to that is Ken Holland. Like look at Bakersfield. There's so many players down there that are tradable because they're all good. And, you know, obviously we're probably going to have to lose one of those $3 million forwards. But I think Ken Holland is going to be able to pull the trigger on a couple of things. And maybe it's yeah. not a Taves or a Kane or whoever, Chick or whatever, but maybe it is someone like a Max Domi or, you know, someone with a lesser cap hit that can bring more depth to this team and and help him out in a good way. Like he did last season. But like Brassard wasn't even making league minimum technically with the Edson Oilers last year. And I know he wasn't an impactful player, but it's just kind of the sneaky things Holland's able to do. Like we traded William Lagerson for Brett Kulak. Like, come on, that's a great trade when you look back at it. There was picks involved too. Sure, but like you still traded, you know what? Like you never know what those picks are going to be in the player. Like, I don't oh, know. Yeah. I, I, be- I believe in Uncle Ken. You've always been a big Ken Holland supporter. Uh, oh, Vince yeah. says he just pumped some money into the Betway. He's feeling a Hyman and McDavid goal each, the Oilers and the over. Best of luck to you, Vince. As always with Betway, 19 plus, please play responsibly. Tyler says maybe he's figuring out how to stick handle without the feelings in his finger. Yeah, maybe. Maybe he's just starting to get used to things. Like Maybe he's just like, you know what? Feelings never coming back. I'm just going to learn to play through this thing. Uh, Oilers apps tonight, five o'clock. I think the vibes are good right now. I think people are feeling an Oilers victory. The chat is fired up. Liam, give me your score prediction tonight. What do you got? I'm going to go, because I've mentioned the over. I'll go five to Oilers. All right. I don't hate that at all. I, five, you know what? Sorry, I'm going to agree with you. Five to Oilers and Pugliavi goal. Five two Oilers with a Pugliarvi goal. I will say five two Oilers, three point nights for each McDavid and Drysidle. So you know what we should do because we did this last Saturday and uh, or two Saturdays ago, and we were close on it for the Vegas one. We almost hit like our crazy bet builder parlay. Yeah, we did. What do you think pays out for the Oilers to win exactly five two McDavid and Drysidle three points and a Pugliarvi goal? Oh man, that's got to be like plus fourteen hundred. Okay, correct score. We're doing this. We're doing this live. Yeah, correct score it. is going to be an Oilers five two victory. Okay, that right there already had a has us at plus fourteen hundred. Oilers points. We can't go. We got to do McDavid and Drysdale at just one and a half. That's fine. We're that's good with fine. that. Goal scorer. We're going Yessa Puliarvi. Anytime goal scorer, Liam. 95 to 1. 95 to 1. Well, you got to chase the juice. You, you got to chase the juice sometimes, am I right? Yeah, yeah. Um, I just saw in the chat here on the side, 
Jack, Jake or Jack Nugent, I think his name was, asked, where's a good spot to eat before the game? Any suggestions, Tyler? Liam, there's this place on Jasper Ave called Soho. Their pizzas mm. are... Wait one second. I got to pull you off the screen to show people how large the pizzas are. Like this big. I'm not even exaggerating. They are like legitimately this big. The pizzas at Soho are... Oh. They have game day specials for every Oilers game as well. The game is on a 100-inch screen. Go to Soho. Go to Soho. Go to Soho. Uh, Kimo's in. He says, Klim scores again. Klim Shady. I love it. I love it. I love it. That's my boy. I want to see him up in the top six, though. Dr. Gonzo, Pujarvi's next goal will go in off his big booty. Why not? Why not? I don't care how it goes in. It could smack off his face for all I care. (laughs) It could be a Habs own goal. And yeah. 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 Mr. Nugent again. Right. How far is the walk? Five minutes tops. Very close to the rink. Very close to the rink. Someone asked, what's the over under for Jake Allen's saves in this game? And again, oh. Betway had the Oilers at 34 and a half shots. So, uh, so somewhere around there. Pardon? 29 and a half. <laughs> yeah. Oh, but what if they light him up? This one of those nights where I don't know if I want to touch that because what if they light him up? You know? Yeah. It's true. I like that. I like the just the total shots is kind of something I like to look at because again, if you like, if you do get screwed a little bit by a goalie getting pulled, at least you have that to fall back on. Maybe you double down. Maybe you double down. Or it, you could view it as you could view it as like almost a hedge as well, right? Where you're taking the mm-hmm. over twenty nine and a half on Allen saves, and you're also taking the Oilers puck line. There's a chance they both hit, but if the puck line doesn't hit, it's probably because Jake Allen stands on his head. If the save one doesn't hit, well, it's probably because the Oilers lit him up and he got yanked. So maybe it's a decent hedge. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't I don't disagree with that at all. Um, I guess for curiosity's sake, Stuart Skinner is, is 26 and a half. So Oilers, if you think you, you can make 27 saves tonight, yeah, why not? Hit everything. We didn't uh, tell Jack you, Nugent wants to know, he wants to know where in England are you from, Liam? Jack's got a lot of questions today. I am from Bolton in England, Jack. <laughs> Bolton? Bolton. The mighty Bolton Wanderers. That's where right. he plays there. So check him out. <laughs> All right. Good stuff, Liam. You enjoy the game tonight. Uh, the pride of Bolton, as always, with his expert Oilers analysis. Uh, that's going to be a wrap on today's Sherwood Ford giant game day edition of the show. As always, coming to you live from the Sports Closet studio, sportscloset.ca. Check him out for the sports fan in your life. Jack says he's from Durham, by the way, Liam. Um, so, so there you go. Is that? I'll bring you back on. I was doing a rap, but I saw that comment. Is that close? Are you guys close? Uh, we're both in the north, but when it's not that close, he's like northeast. I'm northwest, but Durham, good cricket team, I think. Last time I checked. Uh, that's going to be a wrap on today's show thanks for tuning in everybody hammer that like button on YouTube before you head out thanks for watching the show and we will be back on Monday 